We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Doing a podcast today and I'm going to, uh, we're going to, we're going to do it, do it live. Doing a podcast today and I'm going to get that sorted uh, before we get the, the proper go. So how's it going? You can call this a pre-show if you want. You can call anything anything if you want. You can call you can call this podcast the the Twitter IBX Toycat Deep in the. Because the mine is a little bit a little bit tricky to see with that. Uh, we're, we're always working on the graphics. It'll be it'll be improvements. It'll be good. Don't worry. Anyway, <clears throat> let's do this. Hello, I'm ABX Toycat, and welcome back to Deep in the Mind. This is a brand new audio podcast that has a YouTube version if you want to watch it, where we're going to be talking about important topics like what makes a good Minecraft feature, because this is an important subject that comes up when you see new updates come out with small things that are actually really important, and it's also important to talk finally about emotes and skins. Minecraft has microtransactions, and they seem like they're going a little bit further every single year, and the most recent out burst of this is just something we need to talk about as a whole so we're going to be doing that today right after i mentioned that this is currently available on youtube you can listen to it on spotify as well in fact i'm going to encourage you to go it go do it right there i'll leave a link in the description spotify is great and if you're listening there right now then how about we talk about some minecraft huh i think this is a really important subject because in uh you know the field of any business you've probably heard the phrase the customer is always right and therefore you might take that to mean that oh what makes the best minecraft feature what should they be working on at any given point in time the answer is clearly what the community wants it sounds so obvious in fact that when you see the community wants something real bad uh, maybe like the end update uh, or something like that uh, it's like why are mojang not currently working on that it seems so obvious that if you want to make a better game you listen to what people say they want in the game most but there's two problems with this one is the issue of the vocal minority you're not hearing about the feature most people want you're hearing about what most people want to talk about we we all see this when when politics season comes around right not everyone yells about their opinion the people who feel most strong about it yell about it which gives a real big distortion to those opinions even though uh you might have heard a lot of people say they want an end update uh people who don't want an end update uh, are just gonna say yeah i mean i guess that's fine and i guess that's fine is not the mark of a good feature so uh that's one of the problems but the other problem is that People, uh, you know, listening to the customer saying that the person on the other end is always right is actually wrong. I have the hot take that actually listening to your customers is important, but is not the end or be all of any business. And it's especially not the best idea for adding features to Minecraft. Something I do every single year is I go through 
Now for various videos, the most popular pieces of feedback, and some of these are really good ideas they probably should add. They're really well thought out and balanced, and some of these are really popular ideas that don't add any depth, they're just something that people have looked at and said, yeah, why isn't that in there? So a great example is more dog types. The reason there's not more dog types is, you know, the reason they ask this is because there's so many cat types, why not more dog types? But there's something iconic about the Minecraft dog, and uh, even if you add, you know, there's, there's lots of fun reasons why you should, but the real one is that it doesn't add any depth to the gameplay. In my opinion, the most important thing when adding a Minecraft feature is not, is this a popular idea? Would people like this one? The much more important idea when adding a Minecraft feature is will this expand the creativity that Minecraft has to offer? This is the big question. You know, when when uh, we saw the most recent 1.20 snapshots, we saw that inside of there, there was, uh, you know, this brand new bamboo-looking uh, wood block. And on the surface, this makes Minecraft a bit annoying. No one was actually asking for this because we already have bamboo plants, but yet it actually does add new options to the game. It makes crafting uh, these, these blocks a little bit trickier. You can't go straight from bamboo to wood you know it changes up the game in ways that are significant and aren't honestly always positive when you think about uh, the cave update one of the best minecraft updates they've ever seen a lot of people really are against it because oh i can't mine at y13 anymore but i love mining at y13 that's my favorite place to mine that's that's how i find the diamonds there's you have to learn new things and people don't want to do that and yet in spite of that it was one of the best updates with these huge reaching caves and so um yeah i think that oftentimes Features that people don't want, features that are tricky, can expand the options that are coming to the game. I'm going to be honest with you, when I saw the new bamboo block, I am, you know, the bamboo wood block, I should say, I immediately thought, like, where can I use this to weird effect in Minecraft's world? I'm currently leaning towards making, like, a entire ocean monument and, <laughs> you know, out of prism, because it looks like it's a yellow prismarine, if you really think about it. Uh, so I was thinking, like, yeah, we could do something with that. And the fact that that creativity spark came in my brain, what if I made an ocean monument of wood just because of a new block? That's something cool for me, but the answer is not to what makes Toycat the most uh, excited, even though I wish that's how Minecraft made their features. Instead, the thing that actually makes the biggest difference is what will unlock the best amount of new creativity for all players. I think the, the one of the things that every Minecraft update has, and they're very popular, I, I make fun of Mojang for adding polar bears and llamas and turtles and and, uh, you know, everything like this. However, these are some of the most popular features and some of the most requested things in the game. Every update when a new mob comes out, not only can they sell more plushes and get real hype for the trailer. Have you seen the frogs? Aren't they adorable? Um, but what every every single, uh, you know, time an update comes out, every single uh, one of these is actually uh, creating a whole new wave of... Um, Every single one of these is creating a whole new wave of people enjoying the game, but it's not really doing anything for creativity. The frog is maybe an exception because you can use the frog to get a brand new block, and that block has some creativity, but the real part of a Minecraft update is when they give you new options to do things. The reason that Neverite is so interesting is because it raises the question, should you stick with diamond tools or go up to Neverite? I mean, diamond armor and Neverite have the same protection, just Neverite enchants easier. Is it worth going through all that mining just to have different looking armor? Is it worth going for all that mining to have tools that only last 33% longer? Interesting questions about what you should do. Interesting things that make you, the player, feel actually in control. These are the important things 
in a Minecraft update. When uh, they add a single new mob, or if they added new diable dog collars, that was a cool feature when it came out, that's a feature you play with once, and you see, and it's, wow, it's it's really cool, right? And then immediately afterwards, you realize, okay, well, that's, that's all it is. I died my dog, that is the feature over, whereas features with a bit more depth to them, like the shulker box, are still reinventing the way people play. If you really want, you can fill a donkey's inventory with shulker boxes and transport around hundreds of thousands of items. It takes a lot of work to find a donkey that has all those slots, but also is fast enough for you. Maybe you use a mule instead, you could say. Uh, it takes a lot of work to kill that many shulkers, but the fact that it unlocks the reason to want to do those things is important. I think there are lots of different Minecraft players. Some are creatively driven, some are goal-driven, and some Minecraft players um, are honestly not even sure what they're doing. They're just kind of playing around because it's the platform in which they do other things. I think this is the sort of player that likes the marketplace. Which we'll come back to, by the way. I think we need to. But um, <laughs> there are lots of different types of Minecraft players, but finding something which unlocks new reasons for them is important. The reason this update, which seems small by all means, is still exciting to me, is because it is doing lots of things that players actually want. In fact, actually, here's another criticism I have. Something that people always say is like, why are Mojang doing, or why is uh, anyone doing this and not this? You see it with Twitter a lot. Wow, you want to talk about current events? Uh, t Twitter has introduced a brand new subscription where you can pay money to be verified, air quotes, and uh, everyone's like, why are they doing this when they should be doing this instead? It'll be like, why uh, is there adult content on the site which 13-year-olds can use, or whatever else it'll be? They'll be stuck at your way. Why are we doing that rather than working on harassment? There's so much harassment right here. You know, people will say stuff like that as if it's not clear to everyone that, like, yeah, uh, well, I mean, I mean, to me, like, I'm over 18 and also never really see adult stuff. And also, I never have heard from anyone with children that they're concerned about that. But it, well, ignoring those points, um, I think if you actually look at the, um, you know, if you look at those obvious things, someone's already working on them. Every single obvious thing is already being worked on. When someone says Minecraft needs to, uh, you know, the, the best feature they could do is stop adding new things. I don't care about these fancy new uh, frogs. I don't, I don't really want to have a new bamboo wood type. What I want to have instead is a bug-free Minecraft. Bugs are something they're always working on, literally non-stop. You could argue that feature developers, you know, the people who are currently designing new things, uh, should stop doing that and instead work on bugs, but I guarantee you that that's the vocal just saying things because it sounds correct opinion, where as soon as it happened, people go, whoa, 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 why were there no new Minecraft features this year? In fact, I, I already look at the last six months and go, wait, so you've had five months of development, and the only thing that's public, not released, just publicly visible, is like, okay, uh, we, we got like six-ish features right now. It's, um, it is quite a concerning thing when you see it from that angle. So, uh, yeah, I think that if, you know, if, if the explanation was they're working on bugs, I would still be bummed out. I wouldn't say, well, at least there's ten more bugs that were fixed, because bug fixes are not the sexy, exciting features uh, that people want. And ultimately, that is something that they actually do have to consider. I think the reason, even though I just said that, like, well, adding a brand new useless mob every update isn't good uh, you know, like, uh, feature design necessarily. I think the frog is the exception. Love the frog. Uh, even the panda, they were getting close to it, and, you know, they, they, every update they got a little bit close with those things. Actually, no, I, I lied about the panda. The panda is cool for nerds like me who want to have a brown panda, but, like, most players go, oh, this is a panda. What do I do with it? Oh, literally nothing? Okay, well, he exists. He's a part of the furniture of the world. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, though, despite that, it's not only good marketing because he came in because of a mob vote, in China, it's also just, um, you know, a brand new thing that people go, wow, that's cool, ambience, but there's the thing, ambience is something you see once, and then it's part of the game, 
what new creativity options does the panda allow for versus the frog, which allows you to make really cool big new things? Uh, there, there are really interesting questions that you can be asking, and uh, yeah, I think that's a really uh, big one to dive into. But I think before we uh, dive, we could delve into this forever about like, okay, um, I think that expanding creativity is great. I think giving people more goals and survival things to aim for, I think that's great, and I could definitely uh, dive into that all day, every day. And maybe we should. Uh, but something I want to talk about, at least a little bit first, uh, to, to move on here a little bit, is because I mentioned that, like, yeah, some players actually uh, do focus on the game itself. They like goals, they like creativity, they like the challenge of survival. Something needs to be uh, challenging them at all times, but some people kind of use Minecraft as a platform game. In fact, Minecraft Bedrock in particular has been really marketing itself as being, this is the game in which you play other games, almost. You know, that's how the marketplace works. And the market, I think most people accept that, like, okay, people selling their own skins and their own maps on the marketplace, it feels weird. It feels weird that something that is free on other platforms Forms, costs money on bedrock but again part of the money goes to the creator and uh, so that you know that's perfectly fine as far as most people are concerned but where it gets a little bit messier um, is when it comes to Microsoft themselves selling things so uh, if you're not already familiar then allow me to show you uh, the new that the character emote screen it looks like this and uh, you know like as you can see there are some free emotes where you can unlock them by doing various achievements like the pickaxe or whatever else but most of the emotes the overwhelming majority cost money this money doesn't go to some uh, actually there's no creator that is making money from this this is just microsoft selling you a microtransaction for three dollars and 99 cents my xbox if you can't tell from my oh you can't tell if you can't tell from my background with not only the american flag but also the american dream over there uh, if, you, if you can't tell from that it's in the us so my xbox is apparently set to dollars and uh, yeah just six six sixty mine coins three dollars and 99 cents just to buy a single emote is really really nuts and that's before we talk about the fact that obviously you can buy uh, on the character creator uh, you can buy individual items for your skin that cost a bunch and it's really interesting to me because everyone i think looks at this and goes yeah what the heck is going on why is it that this new batman emote costs Four dollars. Are there ever emotes that cost four dollars? Yeah, this. Okay, laughing out loud from SpongeBob is only one dollar and ninety-nine cents. Wow, what a good deal. Nothing about this says SpongeBob to me. Like, I, you could argue the Batman style is something somewhat unique, or you could maybe argue this, this, uh, this Angry Bird fluttering. Like, it's a bird. Birds are technically a thing. But overall, you look at the emotes, and it's just like, what? Also, I think there's one in the. Uh, yeah, there's there's this one as well. Chun-Li Chun spinning kick. And uh, for what it's worth, by the way, this is considered rare, this is considered uncommon, and this is considered common. They are going to have a new tier at some point, you can assume, that is more expensive than $4 per emote. There's a lot of these $4 emotes, apparently. Gas dance? <laughs> I mean, I, it's it's a little bit over the top. Some might say. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that, that is what it is, if you're not familiar. But I think there's an interesting uh, question here about, like, is this... It, what is the deal with this? And the answer to that is kind of, uh, it's it's a complex one, right? Because my there's, there's so many instincts I have. One is that no one is ever giving, you know, no one is ever putting a gun to your head and telling you to buy something. If you don't like emotes, you cannot buy them. In the same way that you cannot buy a drink, unless you're thirsty. I mean, you could, you're more pressured to buy a drink when you're thirsty, but in the same way that you can just not buy um, a brand new Xbox. There we go. You can play on your old one and it sucks a bit more and it's it's terrible, etc. You can just not buy things if you don't need them. No one is forced to buy a brand new emote. No matter how cool it looks, 
that's a thing. However, um, you know, first of all, there is a point that a lot of people don't have impulse control. Is is it the responsibility of corporations to manage your poor impulse control? I mean, there's that's that's an interesting thing with uh, how social media is going now as a whole, I would say. But there is a really interesting point in there about should should other people be responsible for your lack of making decisions? And, uh, you know, when it's just, oh yeah, you can buy this, it's kind of fine. But everyone draws the line when you look at it. I'm, I'm in Las Vegas, I'm in Nevada. This is a big casino state. So, um, you know, the casino is literally a model designed to trick your body into wanting to do it. So, you know, the exits are hard to find. You have to go past gambling machines to get out of the game. They, they, they trade out your money for tokens and those tokens, it's really hard to you know, like, it, re it removes the psychological barrier to money. It's that they're, they're, they're machines designed to make you want to spend more because that's good for business. And everyone goes, ooh, that's a little bit worse. When you sell a product that's addictive or you deliberately design an experience in a way uh, so that you maximize people's poor impulse control, that feels a bit different than saying we're not in control of what people do because you're trying to be in control of what people do. I mean, uh, but, but on the other hand, I also say, well, ultimately, no matter how hard I try, I can make a sales pitch for you right now, like, hey, do you want to buy, um, you know, like, uh, no matter how hard I try and sell you right now, no matter how much I psychologically try and convince you that you should go to the marketplace and you should find, uh, you know, there's this great, great, you, you should go to the marketplace, type in something like, I don't know, like IBX, uh, just, just see what happens, and then when you get there, just spend the money, that, that's... Apparently, apparently you have to type in the whole thing, IBX to a cat. But um, yeah, I, I can try and convince you this is what you like, that you should buy a uh, 4-bit aquarium rather than Ultra Flat Survival, or that you should buy the grayscale texture pack. What a what a weird idea this is, by the way. Um, who Who is looking for that? I... <laughs> what if Minecraft had less color? Is genuinely a thing that exists. Um, it, it's, you know, like, I, I can try and sell you all I like on things, but most of you are going to say, nah, actually. And that's that's where the interesting point is, that like, oh, if you can help self-control, why not these other people? Should we be planning everything around the lowest common denominator? Uh, that's kind of a different question. But I think the more important one here is like, well, why does it need to exist in the first place? And the answer is because money. And does it need to, you know, like, uh, therefore is the question, does Microsoft need the extra money they make from selling $4 emotes? Probably not. I mean, Minecraft is the best-selling game of all time. It is incredibly revenue-positive. They bought Mojang for $2.5 billion. They, they make that back and uh, and a lot, lot, lot more uh, from all the things. Do they need to be selling emotes? Uh, but then, there's, then, then, then also you could go a step further down and say, actually, they could give away these emotes for free. They could turn down that revenue, and you might think that would make things so much better. That's right, I'm going to officially have my flight emote, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's a cool emote, right? But if you, when you pay money for this, when you give them your $4 uh, just for this single emote, you kind of do value the thing more. There is a really weird psychological phenomenon. You can spot this in all places in life. Um, but when you rent something, you care less than when you buy it. When you own something, you care more than when you don't. Um, this is one of those weird things about it. There's a lot of real world examples I'm sure you can try and put together or think about. Uh, but it is 100%. <laughs> wait, wait, real quick. This emote costs minus one. Can I, can I buy it at that price? I, I kind of want to know. The answer is that I, I apparently can. So, um, <laughs> yeah, um, did I just get myself a Minecoin? Heck yeah. Uh, yeah, there, there is a really interesting thing about when you own something and you pay for something, you care about that thing so much more. And so, in a way, when you're trying to customize your cat, you know, like, um, if you, you see this in clothing all the time, you'll be perfectly fine wearing a $4.99 shirt 
uh, or even cheaper. I got I get two for five dollars here at uh, Vegas <laughs> gift shops, uh, and I'm sh and they're making money on that, right? They could be even cheaper, but when people spend twelve times, twenty times, fifty times that on the same piece of gear, it it matters so much more. It's also a higher quality thing because, of course, they're financially incentivized. But is that something that should justify uh, the selling of things that are important to people? You know, because his his to me where the real concern lies. Um, you, when I was showing you emotes, they're one of the little selection for things on the side right here. You, you can buy skins, you can buy character creators, you can buy emotes, and then there's capes, which currently are not for sale. You have to be a founder, or you have to uh, just have played Minecraft at that weird point in time, or if you owned both Minecraft editions, you get this. This is close to buying it, but kind of not. Should Minecraft sell capes? Imagine how much you'd care about a cape if you bought it for $20. You would be in love with that cape. You would be like, whoa, yeah, I got the money cape. I got the rich boy money bags fuller cape. And um, yeah, but it, does that make it a right thing to do? You are, by making something cooler that is not free, you devalue the things that people earned in a way. You know, when there are moats that take actual achievements and skill to unlock, and then there are ones that you pay for that are way better, doesn't that send a message? Um, when you, you, you can see this in many points of the real world. By the way, I'm sorry, there is light just going right down my face. Do you, do you like that? Is that is that fun? Uh, can you can you tell that I have to sit in the dark because the sun burns my eyes? <laughs> Maybe you can. Um, but yeah, there is a really interesting point in here. That is, is Mojang going too far um, you know, with this? Or are they just saying, people want to pay for it, we want to give it to them, and then we have more money to do other cool things. In theory, you know, we know the Minecraft team is always expanding, and making the business case for expanding that team is probably easier when they make a ton of money. And, you know, they, they make a lot of money just from selling Minecraft to people. They don't release new updates as DLC, they just give them away. And so in exchange for that constant flow of resources and new features, perhaps, uh, is the price to pay increasing monetization? In every other video game, the answer is yes. Uh, because there is a weird, um, this this is one of the weird aspects of business that you're going to really like or really not like. But if you, um, you know, if you own a, uh, if you if you had a Minecraft competitor that was 100% free, you weren't charging for emotes and uh, for skins and stuff, that's effectively leaving money on the table. You know there is a market for people who want to buy those things. Why would you not charge for them? In, in the same way uh, that if you sell your, uh, your, your squirt soda for $2, and the store across the street is selling theirs for seven. You could probably charge somewhere between three and six dollars. Uh, still be cheaper than them. Still get that advantage, but still be making more money on your beverages. Uh, you're, presumably, you could. There's a whole business case for that. But leaving money on the table is bad for most businesses. And uh, but I think when you dive into that too much, you start to realize that because corp, you know, it's not bad because there's evil businessmen. Like we picture that there's one guy in a suit, like Bill Gates or uh, Elon Musk or. You know, whoever it is in a suit just being like, -ha 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 -ha, I shall have all the money by adding emotes to the game. Uh, I will make a little bit more. Uh, but in reality, corporations are publicly owned. They're owned by you and me and not actually you or me because neither of us have shares in Microsoft. Sorry if you have shares in Microsoft. If you do, you know, like go vote at the shareholder meeting or something. But um, does Microsoft let people vote? No, you, we'll, we'll find that out sometime. But if you, know, you or me... Uh, don't own shares at Microsoft, most likely, um, but it is owned by people, and they're just doing their best to maximize for people who spent a lot of money to acquire part of that company. Is that actually so wrong? Yeah, maybe. Depends on your 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 worldview, I guess. But uh, yeah, speaking of worldviews, I just I kind of have to say that uh, the the emote thing 
it's something that needs to be watched. I think the problem with it is never always right now. It's where this goes in the future. To me, capes is that line. If you have gone too far, you are actively devaluing something. Because emotes are something that 99% of players don't even use or know exists, if we're being totally honest. Skins are something that everyone knows about. But most people go, yeah, I wouldn't pay for that unless you just want something cool that you see. And uh, I think that's actually a really nice place that some people can make a full-time living just making Minecraft skins. Some people can make a full living uh, making Minecraft maps. You you might not be aware of this, uh, but I do. I, I have my own map making team. And so I'm familiar with a lot of developers who are like, yeah, I used to make things for free as a side gig on the side of my other career. And now I can make Minecraft stuff. Isn't that wonderful? And for every person like that, that's kind of outside the game, you know, if you think about it, where this is people who are like contracted or make things, uh, etc. But for every person like that who exists outside of Microsoft, there are people like that who exist on the inside. I, I, I if you're curious, I released four maps. Wow, do you want to buy Ultra Flat Survival? You totally do, by the way. Really, really great, really great deal. Five star rated. Get two free skins regardless. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but ignoring the self promo for a little bit, I think it is important to say uh, that there is this really big uh, and important. Uh, the, like need to have things like that and a valuable thing that is being filled but it's also really important in the same way that Mojang should be looking at features and saying what is it we actually need that would add to the way people uh, it, it consume things what could we use that would add to the way uh, that our stuff was looked at uh, they should also that our way is consumed and that makes Minecraft so much better uh, they should also be looking at the monetization and saying we will make money where we can, and they're going to keep making their steps forward. But also, they should draw themselves some red lines. They should draw themselves some... Is it called a black line, actually? Draw themselves some points where they say, that is that is our limit. That is the ending. I think most things can get very, very crazy if you just follow uh, the money and nothing else. And that is why um, I think it's really important. One more thing, by the way, just, just before we go here. I think... Uh, I wanted to give a breakdown of why 1.19 features are not considered as exciting as what we're seeing so far in 1.20. Because I, every time I look at the mangrove swamp, which you do a lot because it's on the it's on the Minecraft menu screen, right? Uh, but every time I look at the mangrove swamp, uh, I, I realized myself like this was such a hard feature to add that is kind of just there. It is a new biome. It would have been a really good fit in a set of 10 biomes for an update, but only one of them came and they put so much more work into it, but none of that really shows on the end result side. There's this um, really painful balance sometimes of like time and effort put in to appreciation put out. The classic example would be, uh, you know, something that's really, really popular that really isn't that good or well-produced. Reality TV is maybe what jumps people's minds, but you know, like stuff like that, the the shows where you're like, this is really, really, really lazy, and yet people enjoy it. I don't understand. Um, and so, um, yeah, I think Minecraft has to work out like, okay, what things take so much work that they're not worth doing, and what things are easy but are widely appreciated? I think the new blocks are a fun example of that. Of course, Minecraft's going to hit a limit to their new blocks, and uh, I also think that adding little freebies here and there, little fun things, is another great way to make that on the uh, character customization front. But yeah, that's just kind of my take on all of the things business there. Again, like I said, I think you can you can dive into business all the way till you get to the very bottom of what even is like, uh, you know, exchange of value. Like what are they really providing when they uh, sell you something for $4? If you, you know, every, every transaction just has two participants, but then is there really two participants if the corporation is owned by a lot of people? You know, I'm just saying uh, there's, there's a really interesting dive into the world of exchange that I won't be going into today because something I would really appreciate if you're watching 
uh, right now is uh, either if you, you got yourself a YouTube premium, that's real great. You can use this as audio only. But if you don't and you'd like to listen uh, to this, it's available on Spotify as well as here on YouTube. This is uh, going to be a weekly podcast each Thursday. Uh, it's going to be a limited uh, about 10 to 12 episode run uh, just to see, you know, like, is the podcast something you're liking? And if it is, please do support it with, I don't know, the things you, you like to do. And uh, also, uh, check out the brand new map that released this week. Wow, it's called uh, Ultra Flat Survival. It's pretty great. And you know what else is great? Uh, checking this out on Spotify, and I'll see you in the next week. Uh, where cause this is this is streamed over on. <laughs> this is the only thing I do on Twitch because it's not on my Twitch, and it's also on Spotify and YouTube. Those are the free platforms. Uh, and make sure to follow Toy Toycat to hear announcements about exactly when it's going out. Thank you for watching. I look forward to seeing you in the next one. Goodbye. Uh, you know, actually, I'll look forward to seeing you when I make myself a Prismarine bamboo temple. That'll be fun. That'll, that'll be a lot of fun. Anyway, yeah, goodbye. I didn't actually do that. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.